0: What is happening everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Bypassing the BS Podcast. Uh, I'm here like I do every week with my guy Christian and my guy Mo. We are here for our check-ins this week. This is our Transformation Tuesday edition. Uh, This is week number three, so we are all uh, 22 days in... you know, we did have what well, we already talked about. Most restart three times. I'm, I don't. I don't mean to keep rubbing it in, Mo. I really, really don't. Uh, um, but guys, it is Transformation Tuesday. What is up, guys? Say hello. What's,
1: What's up, guys? What's, What's, up? What's up? What's up? What's
0: up? What's up? All right, all right, guys. So let's just hit them with some updates first. So uh, today was officially day twenty-two. I think this might be the first day that I got everything done aside from my water before ten o'clock at night um and so i am very excited about that um this week has been a tough one to say the least um you know you can christian you saw me last night at two o'clock in the morning reading my book falling asleep at the table boy i was going to bed on that one guys i was going to bed uh (laughs) it might have took me an hour to read 10 pages i swear to god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. no it was crazy
1: it was crazy I, I had to hold that man's feet to the fire and be accountability at two in the morning to get oh, through a read. My
2: goodness
0: listen i wouldn't have went to bed but i might not have woke up <laughs> to finish those pages bro like i, I definitely needed you last night <laughs> um
1: we didn't want anybody having to restart over that oh no, no man, that would have no been way. a rough
0: yeah. night that would have been a rough 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 night Uh, 21 days in restarting at this point would have been bad, bad, bad.
1: Uh, So
0: what about you, Christian? How's this week been for you?
1: So this week, uh, I want to say this week has probably been uh, one of the tougher weeks uh, since starting. I want to like, you know, we're in a group uh, with, you know, all of our accountability people in there. uh, And it got brought up and it definitely has been a major struggle this week for me. You know, being the end of the month, uh, work's been a little know it's been like in overdrive team no sleep is 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 a real thing so uh you know burning that midnight oil and doing 75 hard uh has uh, made keto coach bear uh definitely on the tired side a little more worn out uh feeling the fatigue especially this week um but other than that everything else has been really good but i definitely noticed the uh, the fatigue a lot more this week as opposed to the previous uh two. Um, water's been good, breathing's been good, uh, you know, keto and stuff, diet and all that's 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 all good. The workouts have been workouts have been getting better. Uh just just kind of like just trying to add to them and just you know take them to an, a different level, not just make it through it but do it with like super intent. Uh, but yeah like other than the fatigue part everything's been pretty pretty well this uh this past week but it's definitely been a major thing i'm not gonna lie the the sleep and the fatigue is is definitely been real
2: i i
0: i couldn't agree with you more man i, I could not agree with you more and the month is always rough on us and uh yeah you know we, we we live that life oh yeah um but yeah that's that's why i'm so excited i got everything done before 10 o'clock tonight because <laughs> your boy wants to get some sleep man i'll tell it's you a what. first it's the first so how about you, Mo? How's everything going for you?
2: Like Christian said, it was rough. End uh, of month is rough on its own. And then just trying to keep up with everything with 75-5 hard. But uh, I'm definitely, definitely tired this week. Like, even during my workout, I'm like, oh, my God. Usually I get pumped up after a while. But I was like, oh, I was dreading it. I was dreading it. But I got pushed through and uh, made it through. But um, yesterday I felt really good, actually. Like I was ready to go. I was like, good. Today is when it hit me. I was like, "Mm, it's going to be a rough week. (laughs) Same, same, same. Yesterday I
1: felt really good, like super energized. But today has been like a, like I just, it it caught up with me today for sure. I'm feeling that same level.
0: I'll tell you what guys like I feel absolutely the opposite yesterday I was (laughs) dead and today like I took a nap when I got home from work but like I do that a lot but um I just today I felt great all day I mean I was talking to you this morning Christian when I was at work I was energized I don't know what it was man but I was feeling nice and uh yeah that's like since we started 75 especially like last week the whole week like I know, I know you noticed it, but like I was just no energy whatsoever, man. It was it was a rough mm. one. Um, but for me, like I said, today was like the first day in a while where I really just felt great. Um might have been partially because the weather was changing here in, in Jersey. So, you know, like it's actually nice again. Um Yeah, but it was uh it was today was definitely the the, the change of pace in the right direction for me. Plus I'm off tomorrow, which is the first, it's the first day off that I I've had in six or seven days in a row. So like, I'm excited about that. I'm going to be, I'm going to try and knock everything out real early, chill with the family and, you know, make some, make some stuff on the Blackstone tomorrow night. Nice. That's my, uh, it's
1: a good that's move. It's a good move. That's, I, like good good. Yep.
0: I like uh, the plan. Yep. So everyone that is interested this week on our podcast, or on, our, on this episode, rather, we are going to dive into the transformation of the very of our very own keto coach, Bear Christian Bear himself. Um, Christian is uh, quickly becoming one of my best friends, and I talk to this guy every day. His mindset, his you know, his story, everything just kind of inspires me. I mean, this is a guy, and I'm not going to get too deep into it. I'm going to let him explain everything to you know. I'm going to let him get into his story but it's, it's just remarkable what he's done. Um, and I can't, you know, I, I can't put it into words as well as he'll be able to. So guys, without further ado, Christian bear.
1: Thank you. D. I appreciate that. Uh, edification. Um, so yeah, uh, Christian bear keto coach bear, uh, you know, if you've been rocking with me a little bit, you know that I'm down here in South Mississippi. Um, and we are, uh, you know, it, it's been a process over these past two and a half years. So about two and a half years ago is when I really started my my transformation journey, um, and really took it serious. Not uh, there was you know there was definitely times through my life uh, where I had attempted to uh, lose weight uh, and get in shape type deal, uh, but to no avail. It never it never was sustainable for me. I always fell trapped to my own uh, food addictions, and that's kind of. That was kind of my main thing that that drove me to, um, you know, the obese state that I was in, um, along with some other things. A little background story on me, uh, and you know, and my wife. Uh, my wife is, uh, is 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 disabled. She was disabled ten years ago. So when that when that happened, uh, I had to take on a role of like primary caretaker, you know, running the house type deal. It, you know, she was in a bad state, and I just had to. Uh, do a lot of things for me, my son and her, uh, you know, and, you know, and I, I just, I felt, I fell on my own, um, my own food addictions kind of only, it only, it only made them worse. And, uh, uh, you know, and just being in that vulnerable state of uh, taking the easy way out, I, I guess I could say. So I was, I was really, really addicted to taking the easy route of, Fast food. I was I was just on the go a lot, having having my hand in so many fires. So, um, quick meals was definitely uh, my go-to, and and fast food restaurants was my uh, was my Achilles, and and boy did it only intensify my food addiction. Um, and I think it really drove uh, me from a you know an overweight person into the obese. Uh, I was pre-diabetic. I just was in a really bad spot, so I got all the way up to my max weight, which was uh, 335. <clears throat> I'm 5'11", so 335 was my max weight. Uh, I went in for a doctor's doctor's checkup or doctor's appointment with my wife. Um, we, you know, we just make them kind of knock them out at the same time together. So, you know, we were both in the room at the same time, and he and you know our, our primary care doctor was going through our stuff. We had just did our our like yearly exam, uh, and that's when he kind of like. Hit us with the with the with the news, you know, and just hit hit us with both the the pre diabetic. Um, I was on cholesterol medicine, like so. I, I had high cholesterol, like I was just going in a really bad direction. I was in the obese category, pre diabetic, like I said. Um, and he was just he was very concerned about it. Uh, he was gonna uh, wanted to do some more tests uh, and possibly put me on insulin. Um, so it was it it scared the it, it's it scared uh, it scared me like scare me straight. I guess you'd say like, I was just like, I was shook. Um, so at that point, uh, he, he started recommending bariatric surgeries, uh, gastric sleeves or, or bypass surgeries like Dennis had. Um, and it was just, uh, it was a very <clears throat> numbing, uh, moment in my life. Like I never, I've never had a surgery in my life, uh, let alone, you know, at that point. So when, when that kind of, uh, you know, and we're going through a list of doctors that would perform surgeries and he's recommending me this. So it was like super surreal. Uh, my wife was feeling the pressure also. Um, but it was a lot of, it was directed towards me because I was definitely in a, in a pretty bad, uh, situation. And i and I understand the doctor. He's, he's definitely was trying to, uh, help me out because he knew our circumstances and he knew that I had to be, I had to be a better version of who I was because, that was going to be the only way I was going to be able to serve my wife and my son, um, you know. And my son was still little; was still, you know, he was he was definitely little at the time. Um, he is not little anymore. Um, and my wife was in a super bad spot. That's when she first got disabled. So it was it was definitely uh, a, a learning curve uh, for everybody. Um, but being that person in charge and dealing with that food addiction, it definitely um, it definitely made me have to look more on the inside out. Um, and that's when my wife, we left the doctor's office, not making any kind of, uh, rash decisions into getting, uh, getting a surgery because i I'm, like I'm saying, I was just so, uh, scared. I really was scared of having a surgery. Um, and my wife knew that also. So she immediately started researching stuff. She's, she's very good at researching things. That's just kind of what she does. Um, so she started uh, researching into the ketogenic lifestyle and the ketogenic diet. Uh, And that's when we, uh, we found it. We found a bunch of, uh, support groups and stuff like that. And we, and we, and we gave it a shot. That was going to be our, our last hoorah, our Hail Mary pass. If it worked awesome. If it didn't, we were going to, we were going to start looking into, uh, having a gastro type surgery for weight loss. And, um, man, boy, you know, fortunately for us, it, it did work out and everything. Like I started losing weight my wife started losing weight, um, started feeling better. Um, but it's been a process. It's, it was never, a lot of people think that it's an overnight fix and it is definitely not an overnight fix. I did not get to 335 pounds overnight. That was years and years of terrible habits, um, and terrible decisions that got me there. So I knew it was going to be a, a process. Um, so I just want to make that clear. A lot of people get it, uh, get, they think it's a quick fix and it's not a quick fix. It is, it is a journey. It is a process. Um, and I've been on it for two and a half years, like right at right at two and a half years now. So, I mean, from there to now, um, I've lost, uh, 133 pounds. So I'm like, I'm almost cracking into the, the, the 100s. So I, you know, I haven't been, uh, this low of weight shoot. I mean, I, I think I was in sixth grade when I was this size last so i mean uh going from that to feeling how i feel now um you know and we all have our own journeys on here uh on this podcast and like dennis dennis talked about his most well, dennis hasn't really got all the way into his yet but we will we will get that next week i'm sure um mo got in his last week um but doing it doing it with a with a diet came with a challenge and i mean there's a lot of A lot of uh, a lot of room in there to mess up along the way. But the main thing that we learned, I guess, through the whole process is uh, just the perseverance of it. Like it is a process. You do fall down, but it's how it's how you recover from it. And if you keep going, a lot of people mess up and they just that's their out. And we're you know, we're all in a we're all in a 75 hard challenge together right now. And it's kind of it has that whole concept, you know, in a whole in a weight loss diet or a lifestyle change, something like that. If you run into a speed bump, you know, a lot of people just throw in the towel and just quit where, you know, it's just day one again in your journey. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but you just got to kind of pick up and keep going with it. And, and that's the main thing. If I could ever tell anybody about the whole ketogenic lifestyle, um, it is not, it doesn't have to be, it's only as, as tough as you want to make it. If you overthink it, if you're trying to really do something out of the norms that you're not, not, you kind of want to just kind of get into it and you're going to mess up along the way, but that's how you learn and grow from it. So that's kind of my biggest tips uh, for it. Besides just, just do it because it's, it's, it's really good. You feel a lot better for it because carbs, you don't realize how sick you feel um, when you're intaking those carbs all the time. And I grew up eating super high carb filled foods, sugar filled foods. And I mean, that's just, it's just kind of what, what's readily available, fast food, fast food restaurants, processed foods. It's just inside of them that, and, and you grow up on it, not, not realizing that it's just, it's, it's just, it's terrible for you. And, uh, you know, some people, it really has adverse reactions and, um, and, you know, unfortunately, it did have that uh, and played right into my uh, my eating uh, addiction, and it just it packed weight on me and made me a a way worse version of you know who you see right now. So I mean, I'm glad we did that. I'm glad we we had to go through all the all the struggles to actually get there, um, because if it was easy, I think everybody would just be doing it. But it's not it's not easy. And, and every the easy thing is, is to do what you're doing right now and not make a change, because that's that's always the easy option is just to put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off. Um, and that's what I did for so long. And it, it, it almost got me six feet in the ground. Um, I was struggling as a dad, struggling as a husband um, and, and things just kind of culminated into one doctor visit that kind of just changed our outlook. And like lit a lit a fire under me and Lisa to do something different and take direct action and not just put it off again, put it off again. And then, you know, <clears throat> that's kind of like, you know, it in a nutshell. But I would say definitely a transformation that I'm glad I went down. And I don't I don't never expect. I'll, I'll never not eat keto. So I mean, that's just kind of where I'm at. I'll always be on the ketogenic lifestyle. Uh, I like the way it makes me feel. My, my wife really likes the way it makes her feel. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really, that's really kind of it with it. I'm not, I don't know. I know it's a, I know it's a, um, I might be downplaying my own story some, but I know it's relatable to a lot of people, especially with a food addiction, because I didn't realize I had that until I was actively like recovering from it. And I had to like, kind of admit that, that food addiction. And it it was a problem. Like I would choose food over like doing things with my family. Like that's, that's a problem. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad we went down that road. I'm glad I struggled the way I struggled because it definitely made me a better person now because of it. And I'm able to, to help others with my story, just like, just like you two are. And it's a, it's an amazing feeling to be able to give back uh, from so much pain and anguish that we went through. Yeah. I feel, that. I
0: can feel
2: Absolutely.
0: that. Well guys, that's the episode for this week. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Kirsten, you ain't getting off the hook that easy. Uh, so I, I love how we rat, like how your story got wrapped up so quick. Right but i'm listen i know i know where i'm going to dig on this like we got to dig a little deep into this one
1: I, I was waiting d i was waiting
0: you already know brother you already know so the <clears throat> it's very relatable because like it's relatable for a lot of people in the weight loss surgery community in the keto community in all kind of different communities because we've all been there we all had that like aha moment it's like shit like not even really a hama, but just that like self-realization of like, this is really going to kill me. Yeah. Right. Like you were sitting in the doctor's office with your wife and you now have medical conditions. Yep. You go from being a perfectly healthy or at least seemed perfectly healthy. Now, mm-hmm. let me tell you, my mindset was always what it always was. It was I'm fat, but I'm healthy.
1: Yep. I, I, I
0: relate.
1: I relate. I'm good. I can go to
0: the gym. I'm not, I'm not bowl legged. I can, I can get out of bed. Like it might be uncomfortable, but I can do anything I want almost, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, that moment when you just, you're looking there and the doctor looks at you and he's like, we got to change something. You ain't going to make it. You ain't going to get past this if you don't change something uh, it's a very sobering thought. Like I know for me, man, when I, when my doctor told me that I was diabetic and he put me on medication, I wasn't on insulin, but he put me on medication and it was, it was a very sobering moment. I, in, in a, in a heartbeat, I went from being a young man to like, shit, like, I feel like I'm a hundred years old. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, it was like dying. indescribable. I feel, yeah. yeah. You feel like you're dying. Like, like, it's just a switch. Yeah. And it's, it's insane because it was all in that moment where I was just like, I got to do something. I have to do something. I have to do something. And I know the thoughts going through your head. You know, you're, you're talking about bariatric surgery and you start looking into surgeons and you're like, well, is this going to be it? Is this what's going to help me? But then on the other side of it, I know for me personally, even up to the minute I went under, man, like, I'm like, what if I don't wake up? what if i do this and i fail what if i what if i what if i go through all this i have surgery i lose 50 pounds and then i gain it back um and it's it's funny because like i always say like kate kate's been going through her journey for i mean we're coming on almost a year and a half now um in fact i guess this month would be about 18 months um but I like coming from a place where I was so addicted to food. Um, it, it makes someone who can do it without having restriction, without having that surgery. Like, like I did, makes it a little more impressive to me, like from my perspective. Um, and that's like, I'm not trying to like be modest or take away from my, you know, what I've done. Um, but it just in my opinion it's impressive i mean it's it's an impressive feat to lose over 100 pounds regardless of how you do it um so i look at that and like i have a lot of respect for you just on that note i mean if we're talking strictly on the weight loss note like it's 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 amazing like but i know personally a lot more that is involved in your story so like you what you didn't talk about is like the mindset and the men, like where you were mentally through it all.
1: Okay. All right. So, you know, and, you know, I kind I did kind of allude to it uh, in the beginning of it. Uh, and, you know, my wife being disabled and me becoming the primary uh, caretaker really of the family. Like it wasn't me and my wife doing it. It was me having to do it take care of her and our son. So, um, you know, like, and I still, you know, I still look back on it and what I'm about to say may, you know, it might resonate with some, but like, I felt the pressure more of, uh, not that I was really killing myself, but I was, I was killing my family. Like I was providing, I was also providing them with the means to an end, uh, you know, of an unhealthy end. So, I mean, I was packing weight on my wife and I watched my son get bigger. Like that was because of my, my lazy choices and my food addictions. And it was just the easy route out. Um, and that's just kinda, and I still, I still struggle with that guilt, uh, and that mindset, uh, you know, just feeling like, I I, you know, I'm not, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, the whole imposter syndrome I'm sure with you D but, Um, you know, I I had that worthiness uh, mindset, I I didn't feel like I was worthy. uh, When I did start losing weight, I didn't feel worthy of um, some of the things that I was experiencing from losing weight, just people being nice to me, because I wasn't used to um, people complimenting me, it just always was, uh, I'd always just take it in stride, like, oh, thank you, you know, and just kind of keep it moving. Um, But, you know, I had people genuinely coming up to me and like edifying me and and being like super supportive of it and i and i hadn't i didn't have those kind of i didn't have a, a positive mindset to even like appreciate or or take it in and and just go with it like i was still kind of didn't feel worthy of the praise and we talked about it a little bit the other night uh you know and i still have it it's got it's getting a lot of it it's getting it's getting way better. I'll say that it's getting way better. Um, and I do think it has something to do with what, what we all took the challenge of the 75 hard um, just with working out and, you know, incorporating it with all that stuff and in, with intent. But um, I still, for the longest time from losing weight, I would still struggle looking in the mirror uh, and still seeing that 335 pound uh, version of me looking back. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't shake that mental, that mental picture that was just ingrained in my brain um, and, you know, and holding up clothes that new sizes that like, I, I would never even attempt to put clothes on as small. Like they, they're not, they're my size, but I'm, you know, I'm, I even almost just said it right there, like clothes that are small, like they're not small. They're, they're my size. Um, and that was a, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm still struggling with that, but it is getting a lot better. Um, I I do uh, have a solid support system like these two gentlemen right here. Um, And I live with my amazing wife who, who definitely um, helps me fight through some of those uh, mental blocks that I have, because it's just, it's, it's weird. Uh, You know, you live so long in that certain mindset of not you, know, you think you're doing okay, and you think you're making the right decisions, and you think, oh yeah, I'm just a big guy; it's not a big deal, like. But it was a big deal, and it was affecting everything around me, and I just wasn't. I just was ignoring it, and I, you know, I was letting my own, uh, you know, my own self get in the way of, uh, you know, doing the right thing and making the right choices, and it just took a, uh, a major event to kind of shake me from that, uh, you know, and open my eyes to it. Cause I I still would be sleeping on myself. Uh, if that, if that probably didn't happen, like I'd still be the three 35 pound guy, but yeah, definitely a mindset thing. And I, I, I'm glad, uh, I am glad you brought that up because it is a huge thing for any kind of sustainable weight loss. Cause you know, we talk about it all the time. You can't just lose weight and not, Uh, you know you think it's going to just stay off you gotta you gotta work this muscle up here out a little bit between your ears um, because that's where the real change uh, that's where the sustainable change happens uh, when you start working that that brain muscle out a little bit so yeah because if
2: if it doesn't align then what's the point because you're gonna go right back to it I feel that
0: exactly and it's it's very it's so relatable man because like I, I just keep saying that and I, and I feel like I'm rebe- I'm like on repeat but like we have such closely aligned, you know like I'm a father, I'm a, I'm a husband like I've been there where we made those easy, poor lazy decisions and like I remember so many nights sitting on the couch kids on the floor next to the ottoman we're eating pizza we're eating chinese food we're eating fast food why because it was the easy thing the fast thing the instant gratification thing and this was not once in a while it's every single night like it was not a treat it was a way of life and i know even to this day i struggle with that if kate's not here to make food like we might have, we might be eating pizza, like, and it's a it's a it's a tough reality to to wrap your head around. I could not imagine. I mean, I commend you so much for being able to step into that role, but I cannot imagine, man, having having gone through that. And I mean, the changes that you know, I never knew you when this was the reality for you, but the changes that you tell me about, and the pictures that I've seen, and the story that they tell, like. It's amazing really seeing the the transformation in you guys together, not even just you, but in Lisa in the smile on Cameron's face, how proud he is of you. Like it's it's amazing to me. Like, and we've talked about this. Cameron's a, a whole grown-ass man, right? Like we we could say this, and just the way he talks about you, and I and, and you know, I want to get into a little bit like your your career path and what you do because like that I feel is such a big part of your story um that you haven't even mentioned yet and uh you know do you, what do you so let I'll let you I'll let you talk about it so what is it that you do that you do keto coach we're talking, Bear?
1: About, we're talking about coaching yeah yes sir okay all right so <clears throat> 15 years ago I guess is when I started on my 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 coaching journey and I mean it, it really all came came on to me because my son wanted to play football when he was, you know, when he was five years old type deal. And we started playing football and that, that kind of, he fell in love with it and I fell in love with being able to coach him because I wasn't, I wasn't like the rest of the dads. And I couldn't, I wasn't able to, um, you know, run around and play with my son the way the rest of the dads were, but I found it. I found a, an outlet um, that was, allowed me as a, an obese person to be able to still participate. And that was by coaching. Like I was, I was, I was able to actively be a part of my son's um, youth. And that was my, that was my way really to um, like to, to get into it, well, not to get into it, but to, uh, to do something with him that was fulfilling uh, like, like all the rest of the dads were because I, I couldn't do the physical stuff um, like they were doing. I, I would try, but it, it, you know, I always was the oddball out because I was the, I was the big guy. I was always the big guy. Um, so, so 15 years ago, well, actually it's a little bit more than that. It's like, anyway, so a long time ago, uh, <laughs> keto coach bear started coaching and I fell in love with it. And I give all that really to my son. He, he showed me, um, something that I could excel at, like, I really enjoyed it. I fell in love with it. I went from having just a food addiction to having a coaching addiction. Like, I loved coaching. It was one of the most, it, I mean, it still is. It is the most fulfilling thing to be able to help people, um, and especially youth. Like, that's where I, when I started with it, um, helping, you know, young athletes. Uh, it is super rewarding to see that light bulb go off uh, when you teach them skills and, and not even really anything that that has to do with the said sport, but it's life skills that they'll use and, and it transfers into life things that they'll use every day, not just on the football field, basketball, track, like it literally is something. <clears throat> and that's the main thing with coaching is you're trying to build skills for these young people to be functioning members of society and make great decisions in the process. Cause I mean, they, They are our future. I know it's cliche to sound, say that, but you know, if, if you approach it as such, it's, you know, it's pretty serious business Um, and you don't want to, you don't want to let them down. You don't want to let their parents down. So it's a very humbling deal, but it's also so rewarding. Um, You know, winning is winning is great. Winning is awesome, but that is, that's, that's just a a small little piece of uh, sport coaching Um, so, I mean, yeah, that that's, that's kind of what you're talking about D that led me into a huge, uh, a huge career in my life. Like I started down as a youth coach. Now I I coach at a local high school. I'm a head track and field coach. Um, I coach, you know, junior high football and, and basketball. Um, but it is, it has definitely propelled me into the major arena of like coaching um, and what our, you know, what our current, our current jobs and stuff that we, that we all do together, it's, it's, you know, it plays right into that whole, um, that whole field. Like, I it's super relatable for me. Um, and yeah, it's just, I, I, I owe a lot of that to, to my son Cameron, because it's just, if, if he never wanted to do that, I don't, I don't think I would be keto coach bear or just coach bear. That's, that's what everybody knows me. and generally around here as is, is just coach bear because i've been coaching in the community for a long time like i'm just
0: man's a local celebrity
2: right man, that's not,
1: awesome not, nothing <laughs> like that nothing like that it's just it's just kind of what it is like uh, you know i coach here locally and people know me as as coach bear a lot of the kids know me as that like that's just kind of it's a very awesome feeling like i'm not gonna lie Uh, When you hear that called out, when you hear coach, you know, people will address you as that. It's a very, uh, it's a very honorable feeling uh, and you feel the obligation to tote the line. Like that's the main thing. Like um, at first it was just, you know, it was all cool. You know, you felt good. Little kids calling you, you know, coach bear and stuff like that. But as I've gotten, you know, further progressed into my coaching career and now in like at on on the high school level uh it is definitely the competitive arena has shifted major so with that uh with that responsibility comes uh or with that power comes great responsibility because uh there's a lot more at stake uh when you get into adolescent youths and you know that that level of youth uh sports so all in all i'm glad uh you know the one positive thing i guess that could could have come out of the negatives of being uh that said side size was um embracing coaching because that was my outlet that was something that me and my son got to do like we didn't go we didn't go hunting and fishing and stuff like that together we we did sports together that was our that was our thing so yeah that was the coaching
0: so still coaching let's get a little let's get a little more into that personally like i love how you describe that and a smile on your face when you talk about it man it's just it's it's electric and i i know we weren't going to talk too much but the the comments on facebook are blowing up um and don't read them don't read them right now because we're live don't read <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're blowing up but um i want to get i want to get a little a little deeper into it so like for you personally like i know the impact that you've had on Countless, countless young adults now and, and kids of all ages through through your career. Um, you personally, being an obese man, like what were some challenges that you went through as a coach?
1: All right. So as a coach, it was a very uh, uh, it's very vulnerable. I'm not going to lie, because most coaches did not look uh, I did not fit the atypical uh, look of a coach. Most coaches are athletic looking uh, and, and and lady coaches or female coaches, um, there I I was generally the biggest coach out there at all the time. I never was not the big coach walking around. And you know, and I I do coach uh, track and field, so especially uh, in the track and field game, everybody seems to be uh, you know small and athletic looking. And I was not, I did not fit that, that atypical, uh, you know, what you, what you think of as a track coach or just coach in general. I didn't, it can be any coach, but I definitely didn't fit the mold. Um, and I, I felt like I always had, uh, eyes on me. Like I, I definitely felt the pressure of that or, um, you know, and I know what you want me to talk about. Uh, Um, and I guess that's the vulnerable part of it. Is just feeling the inadequacy or feeling judged uh, by your peers because you know they they didn't take me serious. A lot of them, some of them did. I'm not saying all of them. So some of them, some of them definitely take me serious and still take me serious. They all take me serious now. Let's not get it twisted. Um, but at that size, I definitely got judged a lot. Like you know, kids didn't really kids. All right. So full disclosure. Thankfully, uh, you know, I did coach my son basically until he graduated high school. And as long as I had my son on the team, I knew I would never have any issues with my said team because he was my he was my guy. Like he would always check people if they got off cuff with me. Like he would take the heat. That's just kind of what he did. We worked in tandem with that. Like we just had a whole little uh, father son coaching duo type thing going on. Uh, but when he graduated, you know, last, last year is when he graduated. So this was actually my first year head coaching uh, or coaching in general and not uh, having my son around to help with all that. And it was, uh, it was definitely different. Uh, it, it was tough. Uh, there was a lot of, a lot of tears shed, not going to lie. There's some struggle, struggle moments through the season where I'm like, man, I need my, I need my son. But uh but when I was, uh, you know, a couple years back, when I was really at my worst, and I was in the coaching game, I definitely uh, didn't feel the respect uh, like I'd see, like I was giving out to all the coaches. I just wasn't feeling it in return. <clears throat> and like I said, not all of them were like that, but a lot of them were. And uh, you know, and is it this the society that we live in, a judgmental society? I don't know, but <clears throat> it definitely. Uh, I didn't help myself out by putting myself in that position. So, I mean, that was all me. I I got myself to that size, but you know, it still wasn't, it still didn't feel good to uh, feel judged like that. And uh, you know, just not taken seriously. Like my, uh, my coaching didn't wasn't as good as coaching because of the size that I was. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely a, Definitely messes with your head some, too, because that's a that's a major mindset setback uh, dealing with those kind of things, because you think you're doing the right thing and you see all the rewarding stuff you're doing with your own team. And then you get into a competitive situation and you and you definitely don't feel the respect uh, reciprocating uh, with the other uh, other team or coaches, the other athletes. So looking at like that's your coach. ooh. Like I get looks like that. I I'd hear the comments, the snarky comments. Like I keep it moving. I'm I'm a grown, I'm a full grown ass man. I'm not gonna sit there and make a scene about somebody whatever. I mean, it's just it it was what it was. And I just took it in stride. I I kept my nose down and I just focused on what I can control in front of me. But that whole time I wasn't I wasn't taking ownership and doing things for myself. Um, to better myself I was just I was really just putting it off putting it off like like I said it just it had to culminate into one moment because I don't know I just I didn't I didn't take uh, action soon enough so but I'm glad I did take the action
0: I think we all are but so the The sad reality of it is like, I know, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but dealing with that lack of, let's say, respect for a better word in your career and in your, in, even when you were volunteering, you know, it was still a coaching career, but feeling that lack of respect like that more than likely fed into your addiction because You're emotionally trying to compensate because you don't get the respect that you feel you deserve as a coach from your peers more than your team. Because obviously, I mean, you had your son and, uh, excuse me, but you had your son on your side and that's powerful because I know, I know the kind of, the kind of man you are. And if your son's half the man you are, which I'm sure he is, he's not, he's not taking no shit his friends ain't going to be the one making making his dad look, you know, look some kind of way. So that's awesome that you had that that support system on your team from from your house. Um but again, like you said, like he can't he can't protect you from the other coaches kind of thing. Um so I guess the biggest question is that how has that changed for you?
1: Since I've lost weight, is that yeah. what we're talking about? Uh it's it's changed almost like one like completely. Like I don't I don't feel that really anymore. Like and like I said, it's almost switched to more people approaching me and like giving me praise or or actually acknowledging that man, you did you're looking good, man, whatever you did, you got to keep doing it. Like, so, you know, and, and early, early when that started happening, I, I wasn't, I had a hard time processing it. That's what we're talking about with the mindset. Like I wasn't used to hearing that I was used to people making sly comments as I'm passing or looking at me funny and me just, you know, catching them and making them whatever, looking at them and busting, them, looking at me, staring at me and stuff. But uh, you know, it, it definitely has changed a lot like big time change. Um I I feel way more confident in what I'm doing now as a coach. Like I feel like I can coach harder uh because I just feel the feel the good vibes. Um feel the just the respect like kind of like what you said. Like I, I don't feel like I'm being judged by what I look like now. Now it's just what we do out even when we compete, which I'm not, t- I'm not taking away from the kids by my size anymore now. And it's just like, you know, you go from that sideshow, um, you know, that freak show type feeling like you're the center of it. And I, I, I hate being the, like, it wasn't me. I, I'm not, I'm not the one out there on the field. I'm just the guy on the sideline organizing the people or whatever. I'm just the coach. That's all I'm doing. I'm not the athlete. So, I mean, when I was that size, I, I did feel that pressure like I was taken away from them because of my size and my my terrible decisions. Um, because that's what got me there. Um, but since then and or as of now, uh it's it's a lot better. It's it's way better. Like the probably my best year uh, of coaching. Like it sucks that my son uh wasn't around for it, but Definitely a better coaching experience, 100%. Like, that's just what it is.
0: Don't worry about that, man. He sees you. You're, I know. Your boy definitely sees you. And I'll tell you what, man, if I, if I know anything, I know I know Cameron's proud of you. Um, I, I, I'm i proud of you. I'm proud to know you. Um, but, you know, if – I feel like we're just going to keep going back and forth on the whole mindset of this, of this journey. But if there was one thing that you could tell somebody who was in your position before, um, and you could say, Hey, you know, this is possible. How would you get it across?
1: Oh man. <sighs> so I guess it would have to be with uh, consistency. Cause the consistency is the key um, for a lot of things. And it's got, and I, I know it's a broad generalized statement, but it's definitely consistency in uh, bettering yourself up here because I'm telling you, once you start changing this, it makes everything easier. It really does it from, from just taking praise to actually applying and sticking to a lifestyle that's going to better you like the whole mind, you know, here's the mindset thing again, but it, it it is true. And I mean, when I first started getting into it, I'm not going to lie. I thought it, like I, I told you it earlier, I thought it was like hocus pocus, like some magic, like there's no way me, me reading these books or listening to these mindset or personal, personal development type podcast is going to help me but uh slowly but surely um you know that chisel was out and it just it just it just chiseled away at it and uh it it i wish i would i wish i was personally developing way sooner in my journey because i think it would have made it way easier uh that's just my 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 personal take on it like If, if I could give you one thing, start with that, start with your start with personal development and mindset shifting, because that's what's, that's where the money's at in getting you uh, to make the right decisions or getting you away from those addictions that you do have, or that you're struggling with, because, you know, if, if that thing ain't right, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what you do. You're always going to fall trap, trap to it. Just kind of like what Mo was saying earlier, like it, it's a real thing. Like you have to have that thing, right. Because you're you're bound to repeat what you were doing before, and that's really uh, it. I mean, diet, lifestyle, I mean, that's that's secondary. It really is secondary because the main thing is that thing between your ears. Because if you if you get that right, you can you can do anything. There's nothing that anyone can't do. Like if I can do it, you can do it. If Dennis can do it, you can do it. If Mo can do it, you can do it. Like that's just that's that's real. That's really how it is. And if you start believing that, uh, there's nothing that can stop you. If one person does one thing, that means anybody can do that one thing. You just have to, you gotta, you gotta go for it and you gotta believe that you can do it. Um, you know, not limit your beliefs, which is another hot topic that we like to like to like to drop all the time because we we all fall trapped to it. We we catch ourselves all the time, like, man, that's just limited belief right there. Like we're not you know, maximizing what we know we can do. We know we can do anything, but sometimes we get in our own way and can't see past our nose.
2: We do. We totally Absolutely.
0: Do. Absolutely, man. I think that um, I think that sometimes like with my, like even with our own mindsets, like we just kind of like undervalue the power of like our story and what we've done and what we've been through it's weird because like, you live, you live your experience. And um, I know for me, like everything that I've gone through, like i tell, you know, and I'm sure that both of you guys had the same, the same thing happening, But like, you have people that reach out and be like, man, I really love when you talk about your story and I really love what you're doing, keep doing it. You're helping me so much. Right. Like, and it's to, to us, like, this is just what I do. Like, this is just my every day. And I, sl- I I struggle. I'm human, you know, like, and it's, I, I know that we've had this conversation. I know that I can speak for you on this, but like it's mindset around your story and around your, around your experience. It's unique. It's unique to you, and and like the power of your story. There, there's, you never know who's going to need to hear it. Um, so I mean, I like, for me, like I I just respect both you guys so much. These last two weeks that we did these these podcasts, like, have been so eye opening for me on so many levels, and um, I can't I can't thank you guys enough for sharing this stuff with everybody listening, everybody who's on live right now with us because it's it's tough to talk about sometimes and the the, that feeling of inadequacy and that feeling of vulnerability like it's hard to do that and i appreciate you guys so much for it um
2: thank you for having us thank you for the opportunity for us to do it
0: yeah i would never i would never have it any other way i mean we don't you know i'm not i'm not i'm not on a on a huge level yet but I just I love the fact that we're here talking about this stuff it's so big
2: it's just Absolutely. the beginning. Yep.
0: Um but I don't I can't really think of a better place to kind of wrap it up guys. I mean, what do we got in store for us this week in week 4 of 75 hard? You guys got any uh any predictions here? Oof. I'm
2: going to try to make it a good week though, even though I like feel right now it's going to be rough, but Or try to make a good week. I mean, I'm trying to stick to my routine, but some days it's not a routine, right? It doesn't stick to the plan that you have. So, but you have to get it done anyway. So I'm just going to keep working on that and like my mindset around that.
0: I remember, I remember the first episode we did. This is uh, episode number three of our 75 hard check-in. For the first episode, somebody may or may not have said that the routine will not be so routine. Hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. About that routine. About that routine. Um, <laughs> about that routine. So uh, I I definitely think that the routine is definitely still the still the way to go, especially um, I mean we're just we're blessed to have each other. There's a lot of people that try to do take, they, they try to do it by themselves and lone wolf it. And we all know that it is like a 80 to 90% failure rate doing it by yourself. Um, it is not, it's not an easy task with the challenge that we took by signing up for this. Um, so I'm, I'm still going to stick to my routines. Like, yeah, I, I mean, and that's like, like, I think that's that's what's given me the most success this time, as opposed to the first time when I did fail um, because we were just freestyling it almost every day. Like we go walk in the morning sometimes or try to get them both, you know, and I watch you, Dennis, how you how you do it. And it reminds me a lot of how I failed the first time. I'm not, you know, full transparency. It scares the bejesus out of me sometimes watching watching you, how you how you manage it. But. Uh, I think that's why I, uh, you know, I gravitate to hold accountability for you that much more because I felt like I was already there kind of what you're, what you're doing right now. Like that's where I was messing up at is just not having, a not having a, you know, a, a stringent routine every day. Like, but uh, I appreciate it. Like, I love, I love being that, like being able to help somebody like, that's what I do anyway. So, I mean, another form of me to help you. Like, that's just the icing on the cake, man. That's just, that's what we do for each other anyway. Like,
2: absolutely.
0: Um, and I do believe me, man, I appreciate you because there's, there's plenty of times where I sit back and I'm like, man, this sucks. But you know, and, and you guys know my schedule, you know, how, how, how ragged I have to run myself sometimes, but I think that the biggest muscle that the set that 75 hard will, it, it does work for me is that it's not i'm not going to bed until this is done i will not not finish um and i mean i i've spent years of my life being told i'm inconsistent um years and i mean to this day my wife tells me i'm inconsistent Um, and I can say with absolute certainty, it might take me till the 11th hour. It might be a late night, but I'm consistently going to get this shit done. And there's no question where I'm ending on my checklist at the end of the night.
2: That's what I like to hear. That's what I like
0: to hear. Um... And it's just about doing what you say you're going to do. It's like Andy Priscella says during the in the podcast. The biggest reward of this is being able to say that you're going to do something and do it, mm, and absolutely. know that you're going to do it.
1: It's power. It's a powerful thing. Like and just, power
0: over your own mind is like that's like ultimate. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I mean I think I think that's that's the best place to wrap it up tonight, Christian. Thank you so much for sharing your story, man. Thank yes, you. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate it. Um guys, if if uh, you know any of this resonates with you, please leave us a review on the podcast, share it with a friend, let somebody know if it may help them. Uh, again, all I do is post this on my Facebook and Instagram. Uh, everybody, you know, my friends share it out. I will not be paying for advertising. I won't be doing anything crazy like that. So um, share it. You know, share it. Somebody needs to hear this is be organic. So please share it out. Let it let people know if they can get any value out of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, that's it guys. Thank you for tuning in this week. And we will be back next week with our next week's check-in. And next week is the big week. That's the week that I'm going to go ham on my story. And you guys are going to hear some things that you've never heard before so can't wait um, can't wait to put you
1: in the uh hot spot the hot seat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Mo hey, gonna I, bring it's been solid a some two weeks
0: putting you guys on the fire so i guess i could i guess i'm in it <laughs> um, can't wait so all right guys we will see you same time next week oh well, i'm not sure when we'll see you next week it'll be next week for sure that yeah. monday or <laughs> tuesday we will be back uh this is gonna be posted here shortly so it will be it'll be going live so, all right, guys, have a great night. Thank you for listening.
2: Bye, guys.